and welcome to The Splendid Mess. My name is Amanda Clark, and we're going to depart from the normal structure of this podcast for this week. And instead of having a guest on, I'm going to share with you a little bit about our family structure here and also about some thoughts I've been having on how we stay positive when things aren't going the way we want them to go. So my husband and I have been married for a little over five years now, and we have five children. The three older ones are mine from a previous marriage, and then we have two younger ones together. So the three older ones, their father and I, have a very contentious divorce, and we are in a particularly rough patch at the moment. So I've been spending a lot of time thinking, how do you stay positive and centered when you're inundated with anger, both directed at you and the anger that you feel yourself? How do you keep that from eating away at you and just ruining your whole day? And I, one thing that helps me in moments like that is turning to other people who have had worse experiences and gleaning from their knowledge and the way that they handle things. And World War II history particularly has always been one of my favorite. I think there's very inspiring stories there. And the one that I'm going to pull from today is Corey Ten Boom, Her Life, Her Faith. And it's a biography written by Carol C. Carlson. And I highly recommend if you haven't read it, grab it. There's fantastic advice. And I'm just going to pull out a few from her today on to kind of explain my process of thinking as I've been dealing with what I've been dealing with this week. So the first one, just to give you a little context, is um, during the period of time where Corey and her family are still in Holland, um, World War II has begun, and the German forces have attacked Holland. And the queen has come on the radio to address her citizens, and this is what she tells them. I and my government will continue to do our duty. You will do yours, everywhere and in all circumstances, each in the place he occupies. With the utmost vigilance and the inner peace and devotion which a clear conscience affords. What an inspiring message. We have to do our duty, no matter where we're at. For me, in this case, my duty involves keeping children alive all day long, every day, feeding them, doing laundry, cleaning the house, all of these housewords, housework, running all the errands, getting kids to and from, all that stuff still has to happen no matter what else I'm facing in my life. I still have to do those duties in each place that he occupies. Guess what? As much as I would love to, I can't just fly off to Fiji and say I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> I have to be where I'm at in the present right now with the utmost vigilance and inner peace and devotion which a clear conscience affords. When we can do our duty and be present where we're at and focus on those things, then we have that inner peace and that clear conscience. There's two things that come to mind. One is from another World War II um, survivor, Holocaust survivor, who explained that the Nazis took everything from them. As they walked into those concentration camps, they were stripped of everything. That there was only one thing left for them to control, and that was their how they chose to handle the situation, 
how they chose their attitude. And that's something that I constantly go back to in my life. There are a lot of things outside of our control. We don't get to choose when bad things happen to us for the most part, but we can choose how we react and how we act. And that's one thing that I've tried to instill in my children, that we choose whether to be angry or not, which leads me to the next phrase, the mantra that I grew up with and was taught from a child is he who angers you controls you. Now let that sink in for a minute. He who angers you controls you. That right there is enough oftentimes for me to let go of my anger because I don't want anyone else in control of me other than myself. When we let those angry feelings come in, then we've essentially given our control to someone else because when we're angry, we say and do things that oftentimes we don't mean. Now, the next little quote I'm going to pull from here And another thing that helps me when I'm angry is um, this biographer points out that the ugly ugly events in Corey's life were her undergraduate work for a worldwide classroom. Now, I don't have a worldwide influence. That's not something I necessarily attain to. But there is a chance that I can help somebody else in a similar circumstance somewhere else in my sphere of influence. And so when I'm going through hard things, that's one thing I always consider is, okay, I might not understand why this is happening, but there might be some chance down the road that I'm going to be able to help somebody else who's gone through something similar. At the very least, maybe I can empathize with them as they express their own distress at whatever's happening in their life. And this might not always be, you know, today I'm it's divorce focused, but it could be other family issues. It could be work issues. It could be community issues. Whatever's happening or has happened in your life, you can use that moving forward. You can use that to help somebody else and guide somebody else down their own path. And for me, there's a sense of comfort in that um, to know that this hard thing can be used for good. Which kind of leads me to this last um, poem that was included in her book. And it goes, My life is but a weaving. Between my God and me, I do not choose the colors. He worketh steadily. Oft times he weaveth sorrow, and I in foolish pride forget he sees the upper, and I the underside. Not till the loom is silent and the shuttle cease to fly will God unroll the canvas and explain the reason why. The dark threads are as needful in the skillful weaver's hand as the threads of gold and silver in the pattern he has planned. If you've ever had the chance to see a weaving or a cross stitch or anything of this sort, you'll know that the underside looks like a hot mess. But the upper side is a gorgeous work of art. And that is oftentimes how our life is. We get so tangled up in the threads of things happening and chores to do and... Um, all the reactive things that are going on around us that we don't see the broader picture, that all of these things are working together if we use them 
They work together to make a beautiful work of art. And one last quote, and this is not from the book, but it's a little um, card that I had stuck in the book. It says, pain is inevitable, but misery is optional. We can't stop bad things from happen happening to us. That's, that's inevitable. But the misery that can come with that is optional. That comes down to a choice on how we're going to react to it. So my challenge to you, dear listener, is choose wisely. Anger is a choice. Happiness is a choice. And I challenge you to try to choose happiness every chance that you get. And until next week, keep embracing your splendid mess. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you'd like even more content, you can find me at The Splendid Mess on Substack. I usually post something new there uh, just about every weekday. Music for this episode is by Music Unlimited from Pixabay. Until next week, keep embracing your splendid mess.